Well, amen. amen. I don't know about you, this has been a, I guess I, I've told everybody this is a bittersweet thing. The flesh don't want to let a friend go. But in my spirit this afternoon, I wouldn't bring Danny Hall back for anything in this world. Because I've read some pages in this Bible that speaks about a land where there's no suffering never to be. I was sick a few months ago. I had some kidney stones, I believe it was, and boy, I was sick. I thought I was going to die. You know what? It got better from that. But if I live long enough, I'm going to suffer again. But Brother Danny, his suffering is eternally over. Thank God. One day after a while, for those of us that are saved by God's grace, we go through some dark valleys down here. But one day after a while, Jesus is going to call. and We're going to step into a land, friend, where there'll be eternal relief from all suffering and all sorrow. And, and, and all the tears be wiped away, all the misery that we've been through, thank God, all because of Jesus. I don't deserve to go there, but I'm glad through Jesus we can. There's so many things this afternoon that I could say. I'm going to try my best to say what God wants me to say and get out of the way. I want to say to this family, I count this of the greatest honor to stand here today. I count this of the highest the highest honor that, uh, since I've been pastoring in this church to be able to stand here today. Brother Danny was my friend. He became my friend. He loved on me. He helped me in great ways. I stand here reverently. Brother Danny was a man that many of us just desire to be. Amen. I stand here respectfully. But I stand here very thankful to the Lord. That he put a man like Danny Hall in my life. Yeah. Two Sundays ago, we, Brother Danny was down and I went by his house to see me and him got to talking. And uh, I said, Brother Danny, I said, well, why won't the church pray for you? And he said, well, let me think on it. Let me pray on it. We talked on a few minutes, talked about a few things. And I come in that Sunday and he's sitting right over there in the corner. I come by and I said, Brother, how you doing? He said, I want you to anoint me with oil this morning. I want you to get in this altar. Let's pray. So we come, we got down, we got down James chapter 4, and we just read the Word of God. We just done what the Word of God said. I don't know about y'all. I ain't real smart. All I know to do is follow what this Bible says. We got this Bible down, and we anointed Brother Danny with oil, and got in this altar, and we prayed, and we asked the Lord. Ten days later, Brother Danny got complete healing. Through this entire thing, I've prayed, God, let your will be done, and God, do what you'll get the most glory out of. And I believe that's exactly what God's doing. Amen. Amen. See, God ain't done with this thing. God's still in the doing business. Amen. The work of Calvary is done, but God's still getting us to understand that. Amen. So we anointed Brother Danny with oil. I called him about two days later. I said, Brother, how do you feel? He said, well, he said, I'm still a little bit sick. He said, but you know what? He said, I got up this morning and he said, I could still smell that oil you poured down the back of my neck. I got a little bit excited when I got that oil. I just started pouring that all over the back of Brother Danny's neck. Hey, man. He said, brother, he said, I can still smell that oil on the back of my neck when I got up this morning. He said, you know, I got to reading over there in John chapter number 12. He said, there was a little woman that came down there to Jesus. She anointed Jesus' feet with oil, with spikenard. He said, took her hair and, and uh, ministered to 
of the Lord Jesus. He said, you know, that's just about two days before he went to Calvary. He said, I bet Jesus could still smell that as he was marching up that old rugged hill going to Calvary. I say, glory to God, I didn't know that he was on his journey. But I'm glad, friend, that God gives us some times. God gives us some things to help us through this journey. You know what that was? That was grace. Amen. Amen. And I appreciate God doing those things. And I'll never forget that as long as I live. I want to say about three things about Danny Hall. His life revolved around three main things, what I've seen of his life. And to all three of those things, he was devoted, he was dedicated, and he was determined in all three of those things. He was, number one, it's already been spoke about, Brother Danny was a man that was friendly. Bible says a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Brother Danny, he was a friend. That's why you're here today, because Brother Danny was a friend to you, and he was a friend to people all across this county. He was a friend to people even all across the southeast. And I'm thankful for a man that was friendly, and that got him a long ways, and that helped him a lot, and that helped other people by him being friendly to them. He could strike up a conversation with a fence post. Amen? He, it didn't matter where we was at or what we was doing. I've been in some meetings with him, and, and we'd be in them meetings, and they'd be some of those what we'd call a big-name preacher, it didn't make no difference to him. Danny Hall would march right down the aisle and he'd stick his hand out to whoever it was and say, I'm Danny Hall. And before long, they'd be friends. Amen. Didn't matter if you was rich or poor. Didn't matter where you come from, what your last name was. Danny Hall would stick his hand out and he would be your friend. And he was a true friend. Bible says a, a true friend loveth at all times. Danny was the kind of failure. It didn't matter what everybody else was saying about you. If he's your friend, he's still your friend. Amen. Amen. He didn't matter what the world thought about you. Brother Danny loved you if he was your friend. Amen. Brother Danny dearly loved his family. His life revolved around his family and many of the things that he'd done and many of the things that he, he worked for in his life was because of his family and for his family. And Brother Danny had a great love for his family. Some of my greatest memories in this church since I've been pastoring is when, when I'd be preaching, I'd get done preaching, the invitation time would come or, or during the song service, God would get to moving and Brother Danny, I'd see him wherever he was at. You never knew where he was going to sit at in church. He'd just sit over here then he'd sit over here. He'd sit in the back. He'd sit up here on the stage. It didn't matter to him. He knew God. God was God in the back just as well as he was in the front. And some of my fondest memories is Brother Danny, he'd come out from wherever he was at and he'd go back there to his little sweet wife and he'd grab Miss Wanda by the hand and he'd carry her down to this altar. Them two, they'd get in the altar together and he'd, he'd throw his arm around her and they'd begin to pray in that altar together. Amen. And boy, God, I tell you what, God taught me some things about that. God taught me that as a pastor, if I'm going to grow, this little lady behind me's got to grow too. Amen. And if she's going to grow in the Lord, then I've got to grow in the Lord. It taught me that as a pastor I can grow, but I've got to grow with the church and the church has got to grow with me. Amen. And I learned a lot just by watching him do those things. He loved his children. He loved his grandchildren and he loved his church family. But last but not least, Brother Danny was a man that was devoted and dedicated to his faith. He had great faith. He was a man of great faith. And many of you that are in this building, you may not have known how great of a faith he had, but I'm standing here this afternoon to tell you he was a man of great faith. I thought about the scripture, Philippians 1 and 21. The Bible says, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. True to the life of Brother Danny Hall, for him to live, it was about Christ. Amen. Amen. 
First Timothy chapter number four and verse number 12, the Bible says, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. And this was brother Dan. He was truly an example because his life, the life that he lived was all about Christ. It says in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. And as I looked at that verse of scripture, I cannot help but see and picture in my mind how brother Danny Hall was a man sometimes of very few words. There were times that he might sit and look at you and never say a word. There are times that me and him might would go and visit and we'd drive down the road. He might not speak two or three words. But when that man would begin to speak, you better listen. Because the words that he spoke would carry weight. He had authority in what he spoke. He was a man of, of great conversation, of great conduct. He carried himself well. I've never seen anybody since I've been in church that was any better in a tough situation in the way that he would carry himself. He had an ability that God had gifted him with that no matter how rough or how tough or, or how mad somebody was, he was just Danny. He he just held his head up high and he just carried on just like nothing was wrong. Amen. Church can say amen to that. Number three there, he, he was a great man of, he, he was pure of heart. He was a man that done, uh, he, he had great charity. What brother Danny done, he loved through it. Amen. That's what made him such a great friend. That's what made him a great member of this church is he loved. He had charity. Charity is more than just love like what we talk about love. Uh, the love is a word that can be easily misconstrued. But Brother Danny truly had charity, the highest standard of love. And he loved people. Amen. We find that he was a man of great spirit. He was always alive. He was a man of great faith. I, I, I remember many times myself, sometimes the devil crawl on my back and I'd get a little down and out. Brother Danny, he was all always just very simple. He had simple faith. He'd just say, just trust the Lord. It's going to be all right. Just go on with God. I, I told the church this this morning and Wednesday night. There's been many times I'd say, Brother Danny, what are we going to do? He'd say, we're going to go on. Amen. Amen. What are we going to do? We're going to go on. That was great faith. It took great faith for that man knowing all that he knew. Some of y'all that are in this building, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes in church, there's a, a few people that know everything nearly that's going on. And, and, and we can't tell all that. And Brother Daniel was one of those men that he carried that weight and he carried that burden. But he still went on for the glory of God. He didn't let that hinder his worship. He didn't let that hinder his work for the Lord. But he pressed on for the glory of God. And he was a man of purity. He was a man that... He didn't do anything out of selfish motives. He didn't do anything behind your back to hurt you. If he had something to tell you, he was sure to come to your face and tell it to you in your face. He was a man of purity. He was a member of Old Savannah Baptist Church. He, this was the only church that he had been a part of since he'd been saved. Been saved 27 years. And this was the only place that he had been. As Miss Wanda testified to, he was definitely devoted and dedicated and determined to see this church grow and go on for the glory of God. My prayer is that God would take that same spirit and God would instill that in you and in me and that God would help us to go on for the glory of God. Brother Danny was a deacon of our church. He was, uh, and the word deacon, when you study that in your Bible, the word means servant. Those of you that knew Danny Hall, he was truly a servant to this church. He was a man that with a true heart, with a pure motive, with a, with, with a true servant's attitude, he would do what he'd done looking for nothing in return. 
Brother Danny never asked for anything. As a matter of fact, he was always giving out and giving out and giving out and never asking for anything in return. I heard a preacher say this just, just yesterday. He said, everybody wants to be a servant until they are treated like a servant. Amen. And Brother Danny was a man that it did not matter what you, how you treated him really. He was going to be a servant in the church and he truly was. Brother Danny was one of those people in church that done a lot of things that nobody seen behind the scenes. Colton was telling me just the other day, and this was something I didn't even know, and it blessed my heart tremendously. I usually do a lot of my studying on Saturday, Saturday afternoon. That's my time. I try to get along with God, try to get something to give to the church, and try to get some meat to feed the sheep and to feed the family of God. And while I would be maybe down here in my office praying and studying and seeking the Lord, Brother Danny, he'd be up there on the hill, little did I know, praying about the song service and praying about the songs and praying what God have him to do in the song service. I say glory. Glory to God when we get to working together. Amen. And God blesses that. He truly served without no, no reward or no recognition. Brother Danny was our choir leader. He, he was a, a wonderful choir leader. He had the ability to get up here and when, when the choir would come in, and I know y'all don't believe this, but every now and then they come in and their face kind of drooping, especially on the Wednesday evening, evening when they've had to work all week and it's been a rough week and nothing's went right. Y'all ever have them days? The choir come in and they ain't really wanting to sing and they sure ain't wanting me to preach. And, and Brother Danny, he'd get in here. He'd had a hard day just like the rest of them, but he'd been long with God sometime through the day. He'd climb up here in this choir loft and he'd get them going he'd, he'd get excited amen and they couldn't they couldn't help but run off on them amen you see if you get God on you just right it can't help but run off on somebody else amen and he'd, he'd get this thing going he was very sensitive to the spirit of God he knew when to he knew when to sing he knew when to stop he knew when to speak he knew when to shut up amen he knew when to stop and, and have all to call he knew those things he knew how the spirit of God God worked and, and he was, it was amazing how sensitive God had made him to the Spirit of God. And he took this thing seriously. Brother Danny realized that this was not a game and that we're not in competition with one another, but he realized that this was a battlefield and that we are in a battle together. Amen. And he took this thing very seriously. That being said, Brother Danny was a soldier. He was truly a soldier of the faith. And it can be said of him that he fought a good fight. Amen. He truly endured hardness as a good soldier in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he stood strong and steadfast as a deacon. He truly fulfilled the, the qualifications. The first qualifications given in the Word of God is to be of an honest report full of the Holy Ghost and full of wisdom. I think all three of those describe him. Don't you, church? Amen. And he stood in his position and in his place and he held his ground. Amen. Didn't matter how tough it was. Didn't matter if everybody else give up. You could count on Brother Danny to stand his ground. As a pastor, sometimes I see people going through a hard time and my heart gets heavy and I think, oh Lord, they're going to quit. They're going to get out of church. They're going to, they're going to go the other direction. And Brother Danny was one of those people that he probably faced some of the greatest battles in our church, but I never one time worried about him quitting, never worried about him giving in the towel. 
I never worried about him backing up. I never worried about him compromising. He always stood strong and he stood fast because he was a true soldier in this battle for our Lord. He recognized and he realized that there was a cause worth fighting for. He'd look at these young people and his heart would get stirred. He recognized and realized that he wasn't going to be here forever, but he had a great desire to raise up a generation that knew the God that he had met and for them to see revival like he had seen revival. He had a great burden and a great desire to see God move in our community, to see God move in our county. He had a great desire for our church to be a place that people could come and worship the Lord and feel the Spirit of God and get saved by the grace of God and get help from the Lord. He had a great desire for those things and he was willing to fight the good fight of faith to see that that happened and for it to continue on. Amen. We all need a dose to that. Amen. I, I thought about Acts chapter number 27. God put this on my heart about two weeks ago. And I, 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 when Brother Danny passed away, it all come home. Acts chapter 27, Paul gets on the ship. He's going out in the sea and he knows that it's going to be a bad day. He knows there's going to be a great loss. And they get out there in the middle of that sea and there is a great storm. And this storm is so great that they even name it. Now they don't name just little bitty storms. If it's a big storm, you know a storm that has been been named is a big storm. And they name that storm Iraklodon. And this ship is out there. Paul is a prisoner in Acts chapter number 27. And that storm begins to blow in and beat against the hull of that ship and the Bible tells us in Acts 27 and 17 and when they had taken up they used helps and they used helps undergirding the ship now you study that word out they used helps I thought Lord what is that Got to studying that out. Those ships were wooden ships and they carried on board those ships in case a something such as this storm come about. It was cords that they would wrap around that ship that would keep that thing from falling apart when the seas got rough, when the waves began to beat, when the winds began to blow. So they took in Acts chapter number 27, they got them, them helps out and they began to wrap them around the hull of that ship. Brother Danny was one of them helps in old Savannah Baptist Church. Amen. Now, you read on over there, there was some things they had to get rid of, but them helps wasn't one of them. Amen. There are people that are helps and there's people that's hindrances. Amen. Brother Danny was truly a help. Amen. And God had given him a great ministry to be able to hold things together when the storms and the winds were blowing in and when it seemed as though everything was going to blow apart and we wouldn't be able to contain the, the, the catastrophic mess that would take place. There was some things that was holding that thing together while they was in the ship. They may have seemed insignificant. At times they may have even seemed like they was in the way. But honey, when that storm came blowing in and those hell were wrapped around that ship we was thankful for. Amen. Amen. Brother Danny was truly a help in old Savannah Baptist Church for some of the toughest, some of the toughest times that this church had been through. Brother Danny, he is a standing there holding this thing together. Amen. Amen. Not for his own glory or gratification, but for the cause of this church. For the cause of you that are sitting here this afternoon. Brother Danny, he was a man that uh, Held this thing together. He was a man that was kind of like Stephen in the Word of God. He was used in his life, and he'll be used in his death. Amen. Amen. There's been many people in the Word of God you read about that 
through their death, though they, though they have already passed on to eternity, they're still being used of God. One of, the, one of the great influences in my life when I got saved was Dr. Oliver B. Green. He'd come on the radio, and I'd drive to work, and I'd turn 7.20 a.m. on. That man had been dead 30 years, but he'd preach to me every morning. And, boy, it would settle in the bottom of my soul, Brother Clyde Green, just like a 75-pound anvil. Amen. And there are people like that. And Brother Danny was kind of like Stephen in the Word of God, used in his life and used in his death. I thought about John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a man that Brother Danny was, was lacking a lot of different ways. John the Baptist, he was a man that drawed people unto himself and then he pointed them to Christ. Amen. Amen. That's what Brother Danny done. I was thinking about how Brother Danny was kind of like Peter. Brother Danny was a man that didn't care to take care of business. Amen. Amen. It did not matter what it was. If it was something that needed to be took care of, Brother Danny was a man's man when it comes to taking care of business. Amen. He, he is about my size. It didn't matter if you were seven foot tall and bulletproof. If he needed to talk to you, he'd talk to you. Amen. He was a man's man in taking care of business. I, I thought about Brother Danny and how he was a man like Paul and that God revealed to him some things that sometimes he didn't reveal to other people. You know why that was? Because God could trust him. There's been very few people in this life that I could tell my deepest, darkest secrets to and, and, and feel comfortable that they would not reveal them to anyone else. Brother Danny was one of them men. I probably told him things that I've never told anybody else because I knew that he would never tell another soul. As far as I know to this day, he's never uttered a word. There were things that he knew about he never told me. Amen. And me and him was close at times. I thought about how Brother Danny was a man of prayer. He's been testified about how he prayed in his woodshed. He prayed over the choir singing. He didn't just get up here and sing a bunch of songs. He prayed about it. He sought the Lord's counsel. He desired for God to help him and God to guide him. When we'd have a tough situation we'd be dealing with in the church, Brother Danny would take it to the Lord in prayer. If, if there was an idea that we was throwing around, he'd say, we're going to have to come back this. i got to go pray about it. Amen. He was a man like Elijah in that he prayed. He was a man that thought about things like Joseph did. He was a man that, that God had used greatly in this church to challenge us. He wouldn't let you get comfortable. Amen. Amen. He didn't let this choir get comfortable. If he thought you was, you was about to go to sleep, he'd have everybody stand up in church. Amen. He didn't let you get comfortable. He challenged us. You know what? Austin Frady needs to be challenged every now and then. And I'm thankful that God put men in our lives to challenge us. I'm just like the rest of you. When I was born, I was born with a nature that is lazy. And if you'd be honest, the hardest working man in here, there's a part of you every now and then that gets lazy, especially toward the things of God. But God put something in Brother Danny that he would challenge us to go on for the glory of God, to do more for God, to serve God more, to be more for God than we've ever been. Brother Danny was a man that encouraged us. Amen. He was a great encourager. He encouraged us in our deepest moments. He had a way of encouraging us, and you didn't even know he was an encour encouraging you till you went home and you really realized what he's doing. Amen. He encouraged us. He encouraged these youngins to sing. He'd encourage people out in the congregation. If he seen you singing along with a song, he'd get to taking notice and he'd zoom in on you. It wouldn't be long. He'd be encouraging you to get in the choir and to sing and to do something for the glory of God. He's seen a talent or a gift in your life. He would encourage you to do that and to use that for the glory of God. I appreciate that about him. Brother Danny was a man that uh, 
he was who he was. The man that I knew, Brother Danny, being in church, Brother Danny hadn't always been that man. He stood in this church and he'd testify how when God saved him, he was almost an alcoholic. And I've told you all these wonderful, wonderful things about Brother Danny. You're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I'll never be that. I, I could never do that. I could never be, some of y'all church folks sitting here saying, I could never do what he done. Brother Danny was a man that he was because of 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, notice this, yet not I, but the grace of God which is in me. Brother Danny was the man that he was because Super Bowl Sunday, somebody say, thank God the preacher didn't cancel church on Super Bowl Sunday. Amen. 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 And Brother Danny Hall come to the house of God in 1992 at 40 years old. He got in an altar, got gloriously born again by the amazing grace of God because a preacher got up and mounted a pulpit and opened his Bible. I don't know how it went that day. I wasn't there, but I venture to say on Super Bowl Sunday, they probably wasn't a full house, but that preacher got up and mounted a pulpit and he began to preach Joshua 24 and 15, choose you this day whom ye will serve. And Brother Danny Hall had been sitting on a pew for several months at that time. God had been speaking to his heart. He made a decision that day. God began to speak to his heart. He made his way out of the pew, came down to an old-fashioned altar, and that day he decided, he made a choice that he wasn't going to serve the same gods he'd been serving all his life. He was going to serve the God of glory, the God of heaven. He determined that day that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I say thank God that the grace of God in 2019 is just as real as it was in 1992. The God that saved Danny Hall is the same God that's speaking to your heart right now that has crawled into the pew where you're at. And he's the same God that's knocking gently and softly and he's whispering in your ear that despite who you are and despite where you've been and despite all the I can'ts, I can'ts in your life, Jesus is saying I will, I will, I will. When everybody else has shut the door on you, Jesus is standing there just like he did Super Bowl Sunday 1992 for Danny Hall. He's standing with outstretched arms saying, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Friend, I want you to know that Danny Hall was the man that he was because there is a God in heaven that loved mankind enough to be made manifest in the flesh to come to this earth and walk and to live down among men. He became the express image of God and he made his way to an old rugged cross. He was beaten and mocked. He was, my friend, put to an open shame. His beard plucked from his face. They took him to an old stump and tied him and whipped him, friend. Marched him up Calvary and nailed him to an old rugged cross, friend. Danny Hall was the man that he was because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for you and me, friend. 
and Jesus went to that cross so that all lowly sinners could be saved by the grace of God and that in these moments like this we could have peace that passes all understanding. I say thank God that, in, that, that for Austin Frady, God was God just like he was for Danny Hall, for others in this building, that God's been God. I'm thankful that he's still in the saving business. He's still in the business of reclaiming and reviving. Ladies and gentlemen, let me report to you this afternoon. They told me I could preach, so I'm just going to preach. Can I say it's 2019 and we are living in dark days, church, but the God that we serve is still the God of light. And though days may get dark, the light will shine that much brighter in them dark days. And we're living in a time, friend, when wickedness is abounding on every hand. But I want you to know that the God that we serve has not changed. Not one moment, not one second, and not one iota. And ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful thing about Him is that though we don't deserve Him, and though, my friend, we would be worthless in His sight out of all that He has, He loves you and I enough, friend, to invite us and to encourage us and to push us and pull us to come to Him. But God's a gentleman. Amen. God's a sovereign God. He can do anything He wants to. But there's some things God won't do. Amen. And God's not going to make you come to Him. He made Himself available. And when the sweet Holy Ghost of God begins to knock on your heart, that's Him saying, here I am. Here I am. And in that moment, you've got to decide. Am I going to choose the old life? Am I going to choose death or am I going to choose life? Am I going to choose the world or am I going to choose Satan? Super Bowl Sunday, 1992. A man that each one of you love. He chose life. And friend, I'm not being mean or facetious in saying this. But if you're here this afternoon, you want to meet Danny Hall in heaven. You've got to go the same way he did. Jesus said in John 14 and 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's one way to get to where Danny Hall is this evening. That's through and by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is more than a church membership It's more than a water baptism. It's about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, my invitation to you is this. Brother Danny got in. He became a whosoever will. Believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Trusted Him as His Savior. And the Lord Jesus made good on His promise that He'd make a new creature out of Him. And the brother Danny that I knew He's not the brother Danny that some of y'all knew many, many years ago because God made a new creature out of him. And I want to say this afternoon, God can do that for you. I want to say God can do that for you. And you can have peace in your heart knowing that one day you'll meet him again. Friend, I want to say this. If you're here lost and undone without God, though brother Danny was sick with cancer, He left here suddenly. There was nobody in this church that expected on Wednesday morning to get that phone call. None of us. Colton had texted me. Larry had called me and told me that 
the ambulance had come, even in that moment, I did not, I did not think that it would be that. I thought he'd be in the hospital a few days. I thought they'd work on him and everything would be all right. But God had other plans. Brother Danny, I talked to him the day before. He, though I think God was preparing him, he didn't know the moment and the hour. For you sitting in this building, friend, God holds your breath in his very hand. Your heart is beating not by your own will, but because there's a merciful God in heaven right now that's allowing your heart to continue to beat so you could hear a gospel message and so you could make a decision to get saved by the grace of God. Friend, if you're here, I want everybody to stand all over the building. Brother Danny's going to sing to you. Before he begins to sing, hold that just a minute. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Now, I know there's a lot of people in here. But if you're here and God speaks to your heart, I want you to slip out of your pew. And you come right down here in front of this casket and around this altar. Amen. You ask the Lord Jesus to save you. If you don't know how to be saved, these men right here in this front, they'll come with a Bible. And they'll take a Bible and they'll show you what the Word of God says about being saved. If you're here this afternoon and maybe God is speaking to your heart, you're saved and you know it. But you need to, you need to get closer to God. You're here and you're not where you ought to be with the Lord. This would be a wonderful time to come, kneel at an altar, and ask Jesus to revive in you and to restore you into the fold. If you're here this afternoon and you're not in church anywhere, won't you come to an altar and ask God to put you in church somewhere and let you be a viable part of the body of Christ. If you're here and maybe you share the same vision Brother Danny did to see revival in these days, I want to ask you to slip out of your pew, come down to an altar, and ask God to fill you with the touch of God that you might be used mildly for him. Listen as he sings.
time shall come to die. The treasures of this world won't be afraid. Oh, but the joy of knowing Jesus will banish all my fear. For he took away Thank you.